Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this 14th weekend after Pentecost. We welcome all who worship here to this day, those who are here in the church building, and those who are gathered online. For those worshiping with us online, remember to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab and options for giving your offerings to the Lord under the Give tab. A few announcements for you today. Remember that tomorrow, Sunday, August 29th, you are invited to Concordia Seminary for the Hymn Festival in the Chapel of St. Timothy and Titus at 3 p.m. This will kick off their 2021-2022 concert series. The, feature, the festival will feature our own Dr. Marriott as well as the St. Louis Lutheran Chorale. If you can't go, you can still live stream the Hymn Fest. Information for that is in your Chapel Weekly. A new series of fall Bible studies is soon starting. Please check out the backside of your Chapel Weekly and you will see the exciting studies that are being offered on Sundays as well as during the week. There are some sign-up sheets at the Welcome Center so we can plan for materials. So please sign up today. Next Sunday, next Saturday, September 4th, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, Mike Miller of Day 3 Seeds will once again be sharing his knowledge and expertise. The theme for that day is Great Gardens Inn and the Harvest of Seed. Join us September 4th, 10 to 12 p.m. Please sign up so we can prepare. There's a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. May God bless you as we worship this day. We begin our worship by singing together our opening hymn, Be Strong in the Lord, number 665 in the Lutheran Service Book. We stand to sing.
grace, mercy, and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected for the sins of the world. Amen. We continue in the book of Mark, and last week we learned with the Pharisees that human traditions should never obscure Scripture nor the commandments of God. The problem was not that the Pharisees kept traditions. The problem was that the Pharisees chose tradition over God's law and commands, as well as choosing tradition over mercy and repentance. And along with the other traditions, the nation of Israel covenant required them to eat only certain foods and to avoid others. And this was in order to show the world the difference of being God's people. In the gospel reading, Christ turns his attention from the Pharisees to the gathered crowd, and he tells them, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside of a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of man that makes him unclean. Jesus has previously defied tradition by touching a leper without hesitation in order to cure him. And he suffers no ill effects. But in this verse, our Lord is up the ante. And he's up them with these words, what goes into you. Jesus is challenging the prohibition of eating unclean foods that were given to Israel in the wilderness. Mark notes this in a footnote comment in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. When the disciples in private asked their Lord what he meant, he asked them what amounts to a biology question. He asked the disciples, don't they realize where food goes when you eat it? Well, we know as the disciples did that food goes into the heart and not the stomach. Jesus then tells the disciples that it is what we show the world that makes us unclean. In other words, Jesus is telling the disciples that it is not food that is the enemy, but men's hearts. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, and more come from the heart as a sign of the sin that lives in us. And that is what makes mankind unclean. Now, it should be noted that Jesus is not telling the crowd nor the Pharisees to stop their traditions. As it was proclaimed in last week's worship, traditions are fine as long as they do not obscure scripture, or more importantly, the cross. This is what Jesus is proclaiming, as he has done since the beginning of his ministry. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is what Israel needs. He is the long-awaited Messiah, God's own son, who became flesh so that he could bear the sins of the world through his suffering, death, and resurrection. This is the food that Israel needs for their justification and redemption. But there is also another message to the Pharisees. In the coming new age, when Christ returns again, and more importantly, when Christ says it is finished. God's kingdom will now include non-Jews. 
When Jesus leaves, he again shows his disciples what mercy and love look like by healing a Gentile woman's child, not because she was begging, but for the faith that she put in the person she believed could help her. And she was given what she prayed for, healing for her child. After doing this, Jesus heals another Gentile in the region of Sidon, and this man was deaf. Later in Acts, Peter finds himself in a similar situation after his Lord has ascended into heaven. While praying on a roof, Peter had a vision of a sheet containing all manner of animals that were forbidden for him to eat. And a voice speaks from heaven saying, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter calls out to his Lord that he has never eaten anything unclean or impure. The voice tells Peter, what God has made clean, do not call impure. Three times this happens, and then the sheet is taken up once and for all. And now Peter understands. He, he truly knows what the message was given to him. It is a very distinct message, a very distinct sign. Because it was three times that Christ asked Peter these words. Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? Now today, we do not have the same problems regarding food. There are no restrictions in our diets for reasons of covenant. We can eat what we want without consequences, but we still have a problem. And it's the same problem that the world had during the time of our Lord and Savior. We are still sinners inside and out. Our hearts are still the same source of sin that the Pharisees and disciples were. And what are our sins? They're just, well, they're still the same as they were. Sin still comes from the heart. And this is what made men's hearts unclean during our Lord's ministry. And sin-filled hearts are what make us unclean today. We follow Christ because of the Holy Spirit who guides our sinful natures to trust in God. And even with the help of the Holy Spirit, we still have hearts that produce sin. These are just some of the sins that come from our hearts. Our hearts produce hate. Our heart hates those who do not look like us. Our hearts produce hate for those who practice different customs and traditions than ours. Our heart produces greed for things that others have. Our hearts produce sexual immorality and lust for others. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of our sinful natures that our hearts produces. Oh, and by the way, this is the hearts of believers. We may not have the issue of clean and unclean foods, but we still have the same problem that makes us unclean. This uncleanliness in our hearts has a perfect cure with a perfect food for our hearts. And that's Christ Jesus, crucified and resurrected. As Christians, it is just as important to feed our faith as it is to feed our bodies. And the food that our faith needs is not something that you can go and buy in a grocery store or a fast food chain or a good restaurant even. What we need for our faith is right here. The life-giving food of word and sacrament. The hearing of the good news is so important for us that it is part of our doctrine. 
because we are fed, by, fed from Scripture, it brings us the nourishing news that Jesus Christ is our justification by faith alone and life and the works of our Lord, suffering death and resurrection and a free and saving gift from God. This food that cleans, cleans us is not because of us, but in spite of us being sinners. And not only on the weekend, we make a healthy habit of feeding ourselves the good news daily. We also feed our faith at the table with all the saints of heaven and the true church throughout the world. His body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he gave to us for the forgiveness of sins and to fortify our faith and renew us in righteousness. It is the only meal that Christ commanded for us in these words. As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And what this nourishment does for us can be seen in the world by the fruits of our faith. We as followers of Christ, Jesus, know that we are to help those foreigners among us. We, as the followers of Christ Jesus, know to help our brothers and sisters. We also know that what we eat does not make us righteous any more than a Big Mac with cheese will make us righteous before God. We know that the spiritual food that our Lord and Savior provides for us is exactly the food that we need that will grow and fortify our faith in our Savior. We have heard it proclaimed that our Lord does not hold our traditions as sacred, but does not forbid them unless they obscure Scripture, because human tradition does not make us righteous. We can rest assured, however, in the fact that a BLT from Crown Candy, while it may not be the most healthy thing we can eat, it will not affect our redemption. It is only through Christ Jesus crucified that forgives the world of his sin. And it is only in Christ Jesus resurrected that guarantees we will rise on that last day. May the Lord cleanse us each day from our sin. We thank you, Lord, for feeding us the food we need for our salvation that you have earned through your work for us. In the name of Jesus, our true Redeemer, who provides his very body and blood for our salvation. Amen.